Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, UX designer and podcast host at Users First, and this is a recorded message from the future. Yeah, you guessed it, that's right, I'm in 2022, and I just added this short audio in the episode because I want to let you know that the episode you're about to listen belongs to the old season of the podcast. However, if you want to listen to shorter, better audio quality podcasts and a way better intro, skip to the new area and start listening to the episodes that have the new graphics. A little bit about myself if you don't know anything, I began studying UX design in 2019. Starting out, believe me, it wasn't easy, and after a few months of studying, reading books and networking, grinding really hard, I landed my first role in UX and decided to open a podcast and a blog to share actually my own experiences so far and, and from the experts that I've been talking to as well. Man, since my first role I've been learning so much from the smartest people in the field and now I've been handling successfully my career and I want to help you too so I can teach you the ropes, become confident in UX, land the dreams role in tech that you've been dreaming about for all these years and my job is gonna be simply to inspire you and bring the most experienced guests on the podcast for you. If you want to build your network, improve your UX skills in a fun way and learn about job opportunities Join our Discord channel, it's free, and I post UX quizzes there, and even have giveaways for you, I mean, uh, for the winners of the podcast. We have leaderboards and levels for the people who engage the most, and, you know, when you are in the top of the leaderboard and win the quizzes, not only you are given a shout-out in my episodes to show you, like, my full appreciation, but you'll also receive gifts from me. And to the ones that reach the highest level, I will even be sharing the secret sources with you of my career and give you access to my personal UX playbook and the books that influenced me the most in my career. Please don't join in too many, or I will literally go broke if I send gifts to everybody. Nah, I'm just kidding. Go check it out for real. And you know, if you want to help me pay off my expenses for the podcast, you can join our Patreon channel. And or you know, if you don't want to join Patreon, you can even uh, offer me a, a cheap coffee every month. You can access all of these from my website. It's UsersFirstPodcast.com. Hey, enjoy my oldest episodes. Peace out now. Bye. Welcome to this episode of Users First with Alessio UX. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, your host, and today we'll be interviewing a user experience designer with many hats, Denise Inc. Denise is a visual designer who has worked with many startups, advertisement agencies, and mainly the automotive industry. She's a product designer master graduate, and she's also a great storyteller, passionate about people and technology. Enjoy this episode with me and Denise, and here we go. Welcome to the User's First Podcast by Alessio UX, where we interview user experience designers and many other digital experts who focus on building products and services that delight users. And what is the number one rule of every product or business? It's that users always come first. Welcome to the Users First Podcast, Denise. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. As far as as far as I can find in this quarantine station. Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm in Italy. You know. Yep. Yeah. I I can't even be you right now. To be honest, I I wish I could be there too. It's such a beautiful place where you are. You are near mm-hmm. um, Bologna, right? Yes, I'm in Bologna. Mm-hmm. For for the people that don't know, Bologna is in the north of Italy. 
and it's a beautiful place, lots of wine, lots of good food. But unfortunately, right now, you can't get out of the house. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you'll, get a, you'll get a ticket. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And expensive ones, too. Yeah, so. five euro. It starts from five euro, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, not 500 euros, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there was, there, was a, there was a funny post on Facebook a few days ago of, of Jesus that get, gets out of the cave when he, he, uh, he does the resurrection thing. And uh, he gets out of the cave and then there is the, the Italian policemen that are 500 euros. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Uh, a few days ago, there was a woman, 60, 60 years old, taking out the dog, you know, like uh, 200 euros uh, ticket. So uh, be careful, people. Uh, stay home, stay safe and uh, find new hobbies. Find something to do. Start a podcast even. <laughs> is this the how you started doing podcast otherwise I, I would have never had time to to think about making a podcast but now now yes i have all the time in the world uh that's amazing um you know going to work it takes me about two hours and a half a day so you know i'm getting so much time i can read books i, I can um work on personal projects i can uh find guests for the podcast it's amazing i can connect so with are you working remotely right now uh, yeah, yeah, I, I am working remotely, uh, just, uh, just like before, uh, doing user research and, um, and everything. But uh, it, it's, it's enough about me. Let's talk about you, okay. Denise. Yes, yes you're, <laughs> you're the fun. guest of the podcast. And, and you know, people are, have been asking about you. They are curious about the work you do. Um, you know, you have a pretty interesting story, uh, your educational background, your professional background. Uh, but first... Uh, how are you currently coping with the COVID-19? How do you like working remotely at the moment? In the first months of quarantine, it was really, really difficult. It was not easy to face with the reality, I cannot go to the out. Because whenever I go out, there is police and they were checking. And I didn't understand what is the point. I didn't believe what's going on on the earth. But later it's got easier and nowadays I am working remotely and my company is based on Germany. And anyway, I wasn't ready to leave my lovely Italy yet. So it's okay for me. I can be in my house sitting and looking through the window to lovely scene. <laughs> so it's okay. Is it, is it uh, sunny most of the time there or is it cloudy? What's the weather like? Nowadays it's perfect. Uh, last week it was rainy, but these days is really good. And you, you're originally from Turkey, right? Yes, I'm from Turkey, but I live in Italy for almost seven years now. Mm -hmm. And how would you say the weather is in Turkey compared to Italy? Same, <laughs> same. <laughs> I think Italy is more uh, warmer than Turkey. Because Turkey, we, I was living in near the seaside in Istanbul, and there were always wind even in the summer. But here, no, the summers are really, really bad. <laughs> and uh, I know in Turkey they make some uh, pretty uh, strong coffee that is very, very famous. Yes, so, but I prefer Italian one. Okay, so <laughs> is, is the Italian coffee like strong as the Turkish one, would you say? Um, I think it's the same. Just uh, how they do this coffee, how they prepare is different. So we are drinking this coffee with the dust powder inside, mm. but uh, in Italian is different. But I love the Italian version. 
and my favorite is the espresso. Oh yeah, espresso. I like the strong one. It's the best. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, recently I've been drinking um, uh, espresso from the Nespresso machine, and and the Nespresso capsules they have all different types of flavors, so you can choose whatever you like. And they mm -hmm. have Florence flavor, Venice flavor, which, by the way, I have no idea what it means, but it tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> you are lucky enough to have this in your house. I just seen yeah. this in the hotels. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to ask you uh, something about UX. Uh, I know that you, some time ago you started to call um, yourself a, a UX designer uh, after your many um, years of, of visual design. Um, uh, for for the ones that don't know you, um, could you tell us a bit about uh, yourself, Denise, about how you stepped into UX, uh, what kind of work and jobs you were doing before UX, and, and what helped you become the UX and the UI designer that you are now? Mm -hmm. Nice question, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I started my career as a visual designer, as you mentioned before. And after graduation, of, I studied visual design visual communication design and after graduation I uh, worked as a visual designer for two years but I have realized that it was not for me because I am not a very perfect actually I am good at doing artistic works but I don't enjoy much so mm. then I have decided to move to Italy and everybody's dream is getting a degree in Italy as a design degree and uh, I studied product design there, and my real journey started then. It was the first time I have heard about UX design. You know, before it was, it's not a thing, UX design. What was it? Nobody was talking about. But uh, at that time, still, I was designing for physical products, not for the digital ones. So I didn't enjoy doing the final design, like, 3D modeling, but I liked uh, how to get into this idea and how to create a product for the users and putting them always in the center of the design. I really loved this idea and designing something became meaningful for me then because before I was designing something, but I was not sure, okay, which color I should put there. Okay, it could be yellow or more yellowish or in other uh, tone of the yellow. Who will decide this? Because I was not thinking about the users or who I am designing for. I was always giving this decision myself and it was not easy at all. So finding UX design is the best thing ever I had in my life. And I'm really happy about this. Uh, so yeah, let me say how I came to do this uh, UX design is uh, started working in startup because in startup, I was able to see from the beginning uh, to the end of the project. So I see the whole process. And while we are designing, it's always we need to think about the users, who we are designing. So then I found my work in a consultancy a company that gives human-computer interactions to the famous automotive cars is uh, mostly Lamborghini, Ferrari. And also I had a chance to work in a project for Audi. So I'm lucky, I guess. Well, uh, uh, you know, like I, I couldn't agree more on that. That uh, user experience design, it's you know, it's focused on users, and you don't have to take meaningful uh, decisions on colors and stuff like that. That you, 
that you know too, too much weight on you uh, is, is that the main reason why you switch to user experience design or maybe there is there was something in uh, something else in visual design that uh, you weren't enjoying uh, actually the working environment also because when you work as a visual designer maybe we can say graphic design I say visual design because I was doing also motion graphics works maybe visual design more combine all of them hmm. uh, but as a graphic designer, uh, the critics we are taking from our boss or our, from our colleagues always about personal choices. And yes. I never can say, okay, this is my personal choice, this is your personal choice, but how we can move on? We have endless meetings, endless discussions about the design decisions, but we never come to the point. So it was really, really difficult for me and time-wasting. But when I found this UX design and this meaning, then everything became clear for me. I said, okay, this is my path. I need to go more into this. Then I doing. I started doing uh, user interface design for digital products and UX design is really related with this. We, it is a starting point for the uh, final interface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is my story. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that you said that some time ago, I was working um, with a graphic designer friend of mine, and and uh, we were, you know, he's never he's never worked in UX. He's always done graphic design. He works for a for a big newspaper near Rome, and and we, you know, we were discussing about um, about uh, doing some graphics, and and um, we did some research for the graphics, and we we showed it in front of users, and you know, he told me. If if uh, graphic design worked this way, that you show it to users and the users give you feedback instead of you know doing like endless meetings, it would be so much easier. Like graphic design yes. would work so much faster. Uh, you know, it would be just like an agile way of working. Uh, but um, they, they're not they're not they're not going that direction. There, who, who works in graphic design is still doing those endless meetings. And yes, even when I was studying uh, in visual design i never heard users before <laughs> <We did>. never. <laughs> never never um that's amazing uh now you, you mentioned some car companies that you that you work with and mm-hmm. how many how many car companies um did you work with now i know i know that you work with a consult that you work with a consultancy company and and mm-hmm. uh, you kind of um how does it work you 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 have a contract with them and and they make you work with some car companies Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a contract from the consultancy company I had before, mm-hmm. and uh, this consultancy company has the doing the projects for some car companies, and uh, there were a lot. But I mostly work for Ferrari, Lamborghini, since even I live in a city. It's called city of Lamborghini, <laughs> the Lamborghini, because this city is created for the Lamborghini workers. Uh, in the beginning, it was kind of a village, but then this Lamborghini company came here. When it's growing, also the city grows. So uh, my company is just next to the, this Lamborghini company. So time to time, we go for the meeting start, but mostly I work from the, my company my consultancy company. But time to time also, I need to join to the project in other cities, especially for Lamborghini, uh, for Audi, it happened like this. I joined in a project in Torino, uh, in other company called Ital Design. 
So my company was giving uh, human-computer interaction because we call this, it is not a UX design only, but it covers user interface, engineering, and all of the things uh, about uh, human-machine interfaces. So I did a lot of different works for, uh, I think, four different car companies, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Audi, and Gile. Um, it's a company from Sweden. Gile. It's a new company, a ah. Chinese company, but based on Sweden. Oh, is it like um, electric cars or is normal cars? Uh, I think hybrid and electric together. Oh, okay. That's so fairly new. It's very modern. Yes, yes, um, it's 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 new. Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, you know, I I have a I have a very uh, good question for you. What's it What's it like to work for um, with with some big companies like uh, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Audi uh, to work with their design team? What's it What's it like? Mm -hmm. uh, especially if I compare this with uh, working in startups, it's really different. Because these companies, you cannot see the whole process. Okay, I will start from the negative part, then I will move to the positive ones. <laughs> and when I was working in startups, I was able to see the project from beginning to the end. Even we have created the final project and we can test with the users. And then we did lots of iteration, change it as I was working in agile environment and do it again and again test with the users. It was really good. I like uh, working in this environment, but in big car companies, especially in car companies, not only the big ones, mm. uh, you cannot see the <laughs> whole project. Uh, you can start from one part of the project and you can never able to see, sorry guys, you should know this, never able to see the final product. Maybe you can see the final product after two years, if you are still working in this company, maybe you can see the final product from the news, <laughs> from the TV. Do, do you get to drive the final product? Never. <laughs> no, never. We were not allowed to even go inside the cars. Mm. Uh, the testing uh, also will be done with engineers, not with designers. Mm. So, sorry, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was getting this question. That uh, they were <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People were asking me if I drove these cars. I said, no, mm. even we need different kind of uh, driving license for these cars. Wow, really? <laughs> or for like yes. a Ferrari or for a Lamborghini, you need a you, like the the B the B class. Yes, uh, yes. Standard. As I heard, they need different kind of uh, driving license. Uh huh. That's. I never decided to <laughs> drive one of them. I was just. But, but we are able to make a photo in front of it. <laughs> so <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> You know, uh, um, I have another question. Where, where do you get the driving license? Like at a normal driving license school? Where do you get it? Do you know where, where to get that? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I never, okay. I never wonder it. Actually. Okay. Yeah, of course. I, I but, don't think mm, any of us wonder that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty detailed question. I think only, only millionaires uh, will wonder that. Yes. Definitely yes, not you us. You are right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know how big how big is the like design team um, in uh, in like these companies usually? Uh, in my company, 
since it was an engineering company. Mm. Uh, so the design team wasn't that big. And uh, yeah, we were five people, especially focused on for human-computer interaction. Mm. But uh, time to time, I involved with the teams from these companies. So sometimes I work with the teams from Lamborghini, sometimes with Audi, and I can say the Audi's team is huge. Wow. <laughs> they they have lots of UX designers as well, mm. but oh. I haven't seen this in Lamborghini, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. So they are taking this kind of, sorry for interrupt you, uh, they are taking mm. this kind of services from outside. So in Italy, there are lots of consultancy companies giving this kind of services. Mm -hmm. um, how, how many people is there more or less in the Audi uh, design team? Oh, I don't know. In my team, uh, there were graphic designers mm -hmm. and they were five people. And in the other rooms, because they were in separated rooms, there are engineering team with UX designers. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. <laughs> well, I haven't uh, seen the, all of the rooms, actually. Because wow. I want to say something. I want that in car companies, everything oh. is under some security reasons. They oh. don't even allow their workers to go every room. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, very confidential, everything. Yes, everything is confidential. Mm -hmm. and, I was, yeah, and I was in, under NDA. So I cannot share anything. Uh, even uh, I cannot talk very deeply on these topics. Right, right. Um, uh, you know, I have, a, I have actually a question on uh, working on uh, with Italian people. I know Itali Italian people, I I'm Italian myself, uh, by the way, for the listeners that don't know. And, and uh, it can be frustrating sometimes work with Italian people because they have high expectations of... Um, of how other people work, uh, they don't they don't speak English. Uh, most of them, um, they drink lots of coffee. They're very nervous, uh, <laughs> and this smoke I a lot. I wouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's what's it like working with the Italian people in general? Uh, working with Italians was a bit different, especially coming from a Turkish <laughs> companies. Mm. It's it was in the beginning different. I mean. I haven't seen that many relaxed people altogether. <laughs> they have really, really comfortable with everything. Like, but sometimes that makes working isn't my like. We can we are not very stressful in this environment, but sometimes this make it's difficult to catch the deadlines. We miss. Mm some of the deadlines because of this relaxed environment. Ah, <laughs> Even okay. we, can, we can celebrate everything like birthdays, mm -hmm. everything with wine. Oh, everything with wine. But, you know, that helps, men, uh, that helps, men, uh, help, helps them uh, think better because <laughs> wine increases blood circulation. So I guess that uh, increases productivity and, and creativity. I don't know. I prefer coffee. Oh. <laughs> At least you cannot right. be sleepy. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Oh, I love, I love that. I love that. Uh, is there, is there like um, also international people working for these car companies? 
Yes, they are international, especially Lamborghini is half uh, German and half Italian company. Maybe you already know as an Italian. So these companies are international and uh, some other countries also, there are many workers. And uh, my manager was from Germany, mm. so I can say very international. But still, as you mentioned, they prefer to talk in Italian. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> makes sense. And how do you how do you communicate with them? Uh, if you have, so, to. yeah, it depends on the team. Some teams prefer talking in Italian because they are mostly combination with the Italian people. But some teams more international, especially Audi teams were very international. I never need talk in. Uh, Italian, but even they forced me to talk in German that I don't know any word <laughs> from <laughs> German language. But yes, it depends on the uh, on the group on the team. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. even if you they are Italian and they don't want to talk in English, uh, they are really helpful. Mm. If you try to talk in Italian, they help you to communicate. They f we find a way. It's not a problem. It's not a big deal. Yeah, um, that that's amazing. That's amazing to hear that um, the language is not a barrier because sometimes, uh, just because there is the language barriers, some people don't don't communicate among themselves. Uh, that that's amazing. It, it seems like a very inclusive environment, which is exactly what uh, you, where you want to work nowadays. You want to work in an inclusive environment where uh, nobody judges each other. And uh, everybody's friendly. Um, uh, you know, I had another question. Uh, what are what are the steps that uh, usually the design team um, in one of these car companies uh, take? Like, for example, uh, they they do some uh, they, they begin they begin they begin with the idea of making a car, and then they they research users and. And then they go straight to prototyping to making a car with clay, for example, which is an, which I know it's it's a technique used in cars making mm -hmm. with clay and and reshaping it. Uh, what are what are the steps that are usually taken in these big car companies? Uh, actually, first I need to say <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they do the cars because I was not involved in this production part and not interior design part. The not exterior design part. Mostly I was in the teams of interior design because uh, what I am doing is most related with the interior of the cars. I was working for the uh, instrument cluster of the cars that it's uh, this speedometer and the other related information is uh, grouped there. Uh, maybe, I don't know if you imagine um, instrument in the cluster. Yeah. Is it the one that counts the kilometers uh, per yes. hour? Yes, yes. Yeah. Instrument cluster maybe is much technical name for mm -hmm. this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've actually uh, I've, I've seen some of that on your portfolio, and mm -hmm. and uh, for the ones who don't know, uh, Denise has a portfo portfolio on Behance, so make sure to check that out. And there is a lot of cool stuff on on uh, some uh, also Dribble design. <laughs> also on Dribble, exactly. Uh, you can find you can find our portfolio from. Um, uh, LinkedIn or Instagram. Uh, Denise will give you her contact details at the end of the podcast, so you can check the portfolio yourself. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, she has this really cool. Uh, how did you call it? The the one with the kilometers per hour. Instrument cluster. It's called it's... yeah or dashboard. It's more general name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and she has some amazing um, visual design and um, interior design work there. So 
make sure to check that out. Um, and I really enjoyed seeing, by the way, especially going from zero to 100, like, so fast. They are super it, fast cars. Yeah, exactly. You even need a different driving license for that. Who knew? <laughs> and and um, what kind of, uh, you know, when you do these visual design things, do you, do you also research users? Yes, we start with research. I can say about my consultancy company. I cannot say everything about these big uh, automotive companies, but let me explain my process. We start mm -hmm. with research, gathering all related data from market, from competitors, and from the potential users. Some of uh, these companies we are working for, uh, in the beginning, they are sharing their knowledge already, but some is allowed us to start from the beginning. So if we start from beginning, we gather all of the data, then lots of documentation. Uh, I mean, really, really lots of documentation. And uh, with this finding and our solutions, we propose them to uh, the design our solutions to the, these companies. And later, if they accepted our solutions before we move on the prototyping, we always explain what is our solution. Then we can move to prototyping and the final design. That sounds beautiful. Um, what, what's the most uh, insightful and, and powerful research method that has worked um, in your situation so far? Uh, I say user research. First time I involved in user research was eye-opening. Mm. Well, <laughs> like, anything in particular, like, for example, uh, just interviewing the users, just talking to them, or, or, or um, for example, looking at them while uh, driving a car? Uh, do you mean the testing parts um, or in yeah, the beginning? Uh, yeah, we don't uh, check too much how they drive the car or how what they are doing inside the car uh, because these are the information is coming from the engineers. And after collecting data, we uh, put our insights there. We check and we discuss with the team what's going on there and what kind of assumptions we have and how we can test these assumptions with the user interviews and with the user surveys. And I liked uh, joining the user surveys. And with these user surveys, we can really understand who is our users, who is these drivers, because you know these people are really different. Supercars drivers are coming from really different uh, backgrounds. Mm -hmm. They are <laughs> rich people. They are uh, yeah. I don't know. They are different, as you can see <laughs> as well. And knowing these users, it was really eye-opening for me. Than designing a solution for them, not for the only for driving itself because driving is something but we are offering a solution not for driving also an attractive uh, kind of animal we are mm. offering them mm. it's not just a car it is something kind of alive uh, this is something it's um, i don't know <laughs> i don't have word for this <laughs> I, I i understand it and it, it makes absolutely sense um, to make something uh, like powerful that 
people can enjoy uh, without getting mm -hmm. distracted from looking at the road. Otherwise, they get into an accident, obviously. And mm -hmm. <laughs> um, um, you know, how did how do you find uh, like these? users like these you know they have you said that they have a very different background they are some mm -hmm. of them are are extremely rich how do, how do you find users like um, we don't need to worry about them because the companies already have these users on their database mm -hmm. they are selling these cars and they are their users and they uh, they continue the communication with these users so these users are their uh, in their database and they communicate and they offer us as interview so oh, that's amazing okay yeah it's it's easy to do this but mostly they are doing their research themselves so we just get the data insights from them and we need to continue with these insights mm -hmm. um what kind of prototyping tools do you do you usually use and which one would you would you suggest to um, others uh, I normally create clickable prototypes and video samples because as you see in my portfolio that I cannot do with the clickable prototypes because this is the moving uh, kind of uh, solution that is kind of video solution. It will be video format. So the uh, not clickable version always I am creating Makes but sense. sometimes I create creatable ones so I prefer the envision because the design team has envision it's mm -hmm. easy to communicate in in, in this uh, kind of tool but my perfect tool is Adobe XD I prefer oh, that's this one. My favorite one too. <laughs> my favorite it's so easy yeah, yeah. I don't know and uh, as a uh, user of the other Adobe tools, the interface is pretty simple for mm. me. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it and it's free. So if you want to use it for yes. like personal <laughs> projects, so um, this is directed to our listeners. Uh, if you are have or or to people that are working in a company that have a low budget, uh, if you are if you are looking not to spend any money. You know, there is Adobe XD available out there, which is completely free, 100%. Uh, but there is also other tools that have uh, free trials, uh, like, for example, Marvel, which is used for low fidelity or medium fidelity prototypes. Um, Figma, Sketch, uh, you have to pay. I don't think there is a free trial for Sketch. Uh, Figma is free always, right? Figma is free, I believe, up to a couple of projects, and then, then mm. you have to pay. So it's li limited, but but you know if you're working on a project and you're on a low budget, then you know I think I think those options are great. Yeah, you know. So I, I wanted to talk a bit about um, your portfolio. Um, you mentioned to me earlier on the phone that uh, you, you're looking to change it. I also seen some um, fitness app. Uh, would you like Would you like to tell me a bit about it? Uh, actually, uh, because of being under NDA because I was working these big companies and I am not able to share all of them. So what I put in my portfolio is the mostly uh, personal project that if I get an, an problem I have seen when I was working in these companies and uh, I took this uh, problem and re-project uh, it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, these are not the real project I can say. 
but some of the projects are there like this fitness app. I don't, I'm not very proud of it because it is really, really, it was a graduation project maybe five years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was not that uh, professional mm -hmm. in UI and uh, I didn't know much UX design as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't advise <laughs> the watchers to check that. Uh, after, but anyway, uh, they can check. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll put, I'll put the, I'll put the link in the in the audio of this podcast um, for all of them to to check your workout. Um, you know, uh, after you graduated, uh, what do what do you think helped you to actually uh, get 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 your job after graduation? You graduated in product in um in the industrial design five years mm -hmm. ago, right? Yes. And what will help you? <laughs> what uh, helped you? Was it like was it like a good portfolio to get a a, a job? Was it was it like uh, your um your education? But what was mm -hmm. that you think helped you to get that first job? Uh, first of all, uh, my portfolio. I didn't have a UX design portfolio after my graduation, and most of the people reaching me out asking me, "Okay, I'm studying, and how can I create my UX portfolio?" But I think it's not possible if you are not taking UX design course in university, because without knowing about UX design, it doesn't make sense to creating a portfolio and putting effort on creating portfolio. But uh, for me, finding my first job, it was, uh, yeah, still I had a portfolio. It is about visual design and it is about product design. And I a bit combined them, created some digital products as well, but that they didn't have the UX design part mostly. But what uh, my manager uh, mentioned in these interviews, I really have a good sense of storytelling. and. I think storytelling is really good talent for the UX designers. Mm -hmm. So if they can uh, discover kind of talent in storytelling or other uh, parts, other parts of uh, UX design, they need to go on this and create the portfolio using this kind of uh, talent and skills. Mm -hmm. I can advise. Also, I will have advice for the new UX designers or that they want to UX design, the designer, I can say they shouldn't wait that they can be ready. They never be ready. They need mm. to just uh, jump into the uh, UX design or they need to try to find a UX design job because sometimes there are some works, uh, uh, job posts, they are, uh, yeah, they are for the new UX designers. Even it says, okay, senior UX designer. But these companies just doesn't know what they are searching. <laughs> so if they can go somehow in the job, they will learn. They will learn. And in the one time, if they think, okay, they cannot grow themselves, they need to look for the other job. Mm -hmm. so it is my advice. <laughs> Magnificent. I love that. So listeners, if you're a beginner UX designer and you are discouraged at this moment, uh, please listen to this podcast session 10 times more and get motivated and get out there and look for a job um, and apply for a position as a senior UX designer as well. I mean, don't don't put yourself um, your job title as a senior UX yeah, designer. No, no, I didn't mean this. But, <laughs> no, yeah. actually, actually, I, I, I misled them. Uh, but you know, apply for every kind of position. Don't be discouraged, like Denise was saying, and 
mm-hmm. get out there, show your design thinking, show your portfolio, uh, show them what you got, and and you'll be rewarded for your courage. Uh, you know, um, Denise, I had I had uh, one last question for for our podcast session, and, and it was, you know, obviously you had a lot of years of experience. You you worked, um, you know, you worked in many companies. You worked in startups. You mentioned that working in startups is a lot more um, uh, easier to learn in startups than working in established companies because you can see so many processes of design um, and and uh, marketing and other things that are happening around you and, and graphic design. Um, what is it that you learned during these years of, of working in companies that you would actually suggest uh, to people or what is it that you learn that you try to apply on a daily basis? Is it like, for example, improving communication skill with uh, your coworkers or or taking a break more often what what is it <laughs> okay should i say that about uh, being an italian company or general uh general but you know if you want to say in in italy that that would be good <laughs> you know in, in case i work okay. in italy one day that then, then i'll know what to what <laughs> okay. to worry about let me start from, from general one um yeah the what i learned is research. Research is a very important thing for the design, not only for the UX design, for everything. And I learned how to do research and then how to document it, then how to get these insights and put in your design solutions. And yeah, this is uh, this became my process in when I was working, then I continued these skills, not only in my working area, but also in my life. And these research methods what I, where I use that, it became uh, my powerful skill. And now I try to improve myself every day. Uh, I advise to new designers always think about improving themselves. Every day read something, even not a book, but an article. It's about uh, your uh, about to think what you are doing. Not it shouldn't be only the design, but it can be everything that you are interested in, and improve yourself every day. And never stay in their comfort zone. If <laughs> they stay in their comfort zone every day and happy in that zone, they will not grow themselves. Mm. I try to come to Italy. It will be, in, I, I know it will be not easy that time, but it improved me. I had lots of challenges. I need to learn Italian language. And uh, yeah, I need to communicate in this. And I need to solve all my problems in this language. It's also for me very, uh, it improved me a lot. Like only learning living language also improve yourself. So. Yeah, try to learn something new and try to implement this in their life and never stay in their comfort zone. Beautiful. I, I, I really like that. I really like and that. And by the way, I will be moving in Germany. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. another, <laughs> another challenge is starting for me. Per- perfect, perfect example. You know, your, your words match, match your actions, which is, which is amazing. Uh, you know, I think a lot of... You know, our listeners should, I, I personally admire what you do. Our listeners should admire you as well. Um, you know, changing country several times, uh, learning new languages, um, always being in that growth zone. 
and uh, getting out of your comfort. Uh, that that that's amazing, and I think more people should do that. Um, also, also if more people did that in companies and in design things, there would be um, uh, there would be more um, open-minded um, people. So uh, you know, in my in my in my personal experience, uh, by getting into the growth zone and not being in the comfort zone, helped me really be open-minded about everything. So that's that's definitely a great suggestion. I really love that. Um, uh, Denise, uh, you know, uh, if our listeners want to uh, get in touch with you, uh, how can I, how they can can they get a hold of you? Mm -hmm. First of all, Hybrid Designer, my Instagram account. And uh, nowadays I am not much active, but I promise I will be active there more, so they can check this. And uh, I am planning to yeah renew my portfolios in Behance and Dribble maybe in two months so they can start checking that accounts too and they can connect me linkedin and i accept everybody who connects me linkedin to help them if they can have the chance to get my connection and find a job so mm. very, very i'm well open said. to open to everybody <laughs> if Absolutely. anybody um as you um as you might already know um me, me and denise mainly uh connected on instagram uh, she's she's highly active in the UX design community on Instagram. So I will say again, uh, her profile name is at hybrid design designer or design. Hybrid designer. Hybrid designer, and I will but put the link. But one D. <laughs> well, okay, one D. Why one D only? And I will put the link in the podcast audio and also on the video that will be uh, featured on YouTube. You can also find some uh, key points of the video on my. Uh, Instagram, which is Alessio uh, dot uh, UX, one uh, X. <laughs> yes, uh, it's important. Well, well, Denise, it was it was very very nice uh, to have you here. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me for your thank podcast. You. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I am so happy to have you as my audience. You give me the motivation and the courage to keep on making content on UX design. You can keep on supporting my design journey by clicking the following button on Spotify. But you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel called Alessio UX. If you like to see what I do on a daily basis, you can also check my Instagram out at um, alessio.ux. Every Monday, a new episode and you have a great day.